0: The beat of the rhythm of the night, <laughs> dance until the morning night. Forget about the worries on your mind. You can leave them all behind. Mm-hmm can we, hear that yeah we can hear can you hear us everybody can you, everybody? Hear, us? Can you hear us can you hear me matari louisiana because i love you still and alberta yes. hi there welcome to the clubhouse i'm Beth. and i'm kirsten and this is the made for tv movie club podcast in case you didn't know yes we are truly grateful for your support for listening to our podcast um what is it again Matari? i think it's Metairie, Metairie, I Louisiana. Think. Oh gosh, I Louisiana. Be- because honestly, they're like really one of our most send consistent us, listeners. Send us like a little message. Yeah, Tell come, us how to pronounce it. Come on, Facebook. Come on, and, Instagram. Uh, once again, Alberta. We, you, Alberta. we love you, Alberta. We love you, Alberta, Canada. You are still our biggest listeners. We've been growing in California and Texas too. Woohoo! Woohoo! Our listeners continue to grow throughout the U.S. and it's so fun to see where our listeners are coming from. I know. I wake up every morning and I look and see how many more people have listened overnight. And then there's people that do. And then I look on my computer to see like the cities. It's it's super fun. And that's really exciting me because I can't figure out how to do it because you don't I don't even know if I've given you the passwords. That's probably why I will. I have it all written down. I wouldn't know how to do it anyway. Yeah, we know. (laughs) Also, We love you, Sean Cassidy. Sean, can you please send Beth her letter? I know. I need my letter. We have a little something to share with you guys about him at the end of the episode. So you have to wait or stick around for forward really fast to the end. But we're pretty funny. So don't 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 stop listening forward. Just don't. Yeah. So today we watched The Killing Secret. Starring the beautiful Ari Myers and the also beautiful Soleil Moon Fry. Did I say that right? Ari. Ari. I think it's Ari. You think it's Ari. Ari yeah. and Soleil. Soleil. They're so beautiful, the names Band and the faces. Soleil for the Yeah, that was great commercial. It I can was. see when you were singing it earlier. I saw it in my head. Like, did you see the skinny, 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 skinny lady? Yeah, yes. and the and the, beautiful, the beautiful sunset. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, The Killing Secret originally aired on January 6, 1997, on NBC Night at the Movies. Back when NBC <laughs> had nights at the movies, according to TV Tango. It originally aired, it was called The Secret. I don't know why they added The Killing. I don't know. Probably licensing, who knows. TV Tango says that a high school cheerleader suspects her popular and wealthy boyfriend may be linked to the murder of a pregnant teen from the quote unquote wrong side of the tracks oh yeah (sighs) together with the dead girl's grieving mother they uncover incriminating evidence which eventually leads to the young man's prosecution and conviction for killing his socially unacceptable lover um so that was the movie. Thanks yep. for listening. Okay. I can tell you about Sean now. Um, <laughs> no. And also, I really don't like that socially unacceptable lover. It's such ugh. a, such the 80s, the wrong side of the tracks, the such... rich and the poor and the, ugh. yeah, there's a lot of 80s. Tiresome, tiresome, tiresome. This this movie had a lot of 80s in it, even though it was in the 90s. There was a lot of 80s for Feel, feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, But I really love this review I found on IMDb from somebody named Nas 86. It says quite good, good acting and not unrealistic and not a lot of useless scenes. That's true. I enjoyed it very much. This is a TV movie and it is literally better than 90% of the movies I've seen that had absurd, absurd budgets. Ari Meyers is also stunning. I agree. Nas 86. She is. She's absolutely. She's beautiful. Absolutely. And she's a good actress. She is. She's I I don't know if she still does a lot of acting. I think she does off and on, but not for a while. Okay. Which is a shame. Yeah, it's true. Yes. So the very beautiful Ari Mm -hmm. Meyers is plays Nicole Voss. Who began her career in the movie Author Author with El Pacino? Do you remember that one? I do remember that. I love that, one. that movie. I feel like I want to go watch it again now. Yeah, I think maybe tonight you should watch it. Uh, maybe I will too. Okay. I wonder if you can see it readily. I never see it on I don't like know. the listings we'll or anything. For it. That was a great movie. I think it was in maybe the late 70s or early 80s. And El Pacino, I think it was, I think he won an Oscar, or the movie did. It's a great movie. So but she's probably best known for playing Emma Cardle on Kate Nally which Aww. was such a great show. It was so good. That that show was comfort food for television for it sure. It really was. It was such a great show. Yeah. So Le Moon Fry plays Emily DiCaprio. She's best known for her role as Punky Brewster. There's currently a reboot on Peacock. Casey said in the last episode that you watched Punky Brewster. I did. I loved Punky Brewster. The song Oh, I wish I could remember the song from, um, uh, and it, it's about being friends. And then the the old grumpy man who just, she stole his heart. And it's just heartwarming. It yeah. truly is. It like, was. It, it, it was. A beautiful I, show. Did, I actually didn't watch it regularly. And I think it might be because of when it was on. It was kind of m- mid to late 80s. So yeah. the time You were working and I, I was, was babysitting. Working. Yeah. So yeah. I, I got was, to see it babysitting. Yeah. I was working. I was a waitress in a diner. That's true. Diner waitress. So there was no TV there. Yeah. I could I could smoke though. That's true. Even though I was 16, nobody cared. Nobody cared. <laughs> they didn't care. Mark Casson plays poop Greg Dunleavy. <laughs> Today he's an actor and a producer. He was he's been in a lot. I just didn't really recognize. Like anything specific? Yeah. Um. John- I mean, he's a general good-looking guy, yeah, and he's a yeah. good actor. But he's so ooh, he made me hate him. So he's yeah. a good actor. Yeah. We hated him. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Especially that scene with the tank top. Oh God! <laughs> Please <laughs> put on a shirt. <laughs> John O'Hurley plays Greg Dunleavy's dad. He's best known for his role as Mr. Peterman. J. Peterman on Seinfeld. Oh, oh, yes. oh Jay Peterman. We love. Casey and I watched Seinfeld back in the day together. We loved that show. We actually had a we had um, an idea for an episode, and we tried really hard. Remember the pen episode? Yes. To get to like, well, I think we tried to call Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) However, you did. We don't. We don't know how many free back then. And, it, and it, you know, there was, it wasn't like we could Google finding, no, no. yeah, we found some phone number for like the network or something. And we did call anyway, it would have been a brilliant, brilliant idea. So call us Jerry. Yeah. Because, because we, we decided, you know, how people love their, pe- we, I think we talked about this. So people love their pens and we thought that would be a good yep. episode. Yep. Cindy Pickett plays Greg Dunleavy's mom. It took me a little while. Casey, you also had to Google her too, I did, right? I did. But yep. she did play um, the mom on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep. And she did that well. She's yeah. good at being a mom. She's good at being a sh- kind of a crap mom. Kind of a crappy yeah. mom. Yeah. I shouldn't say Ferris Bueller's mom was crappy, but she well, wasn't. I mean, he did a lot of things that might not even been legal. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Were there parents that were tentative in the 80s? <laughs> yeah, the well, way it. Um, Never mind. Mm. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Our Murder She Wrote connection goes to Tess Harper. Yay, Tess. Tess guest starred in 1987, and she plays the lovely Tina DiCaprio in tonight's movie. She's a character actress with a very long career and has 112 credits to her name. And she's really good. Yes, she is. I. She's not Patty Duke level. No. but But she did a really good good. actually the acting in this movie was was really quite good good. it's very very good good. yeah yeah there's a lot we have to make fun of but Mm. not 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 the the acting acting. no no Mm -mm. no No. actually the movie itself is is pretty good too but there were some holes we have some things okay so we find the holes. we did we found one and i'm gonna ask you casey yeah who has football season in the spring yeah nobody nobody except this um the what wait they're the jackets the yellow jackets. Yellow jackets. Yes. All right. So apparently, mm. the yellow jackets in um, somewhere outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. Does have a football season in the spring. They do. They do. Yes. Well, so first we're gonna. Um, the movie opens with Greg Dunleavy and Nicole Voss, um, played by Ari Myers, in a rowboat making out, laying at the bottom of the rowboat with all of the ribs from the boat. Like, no, nobody does that. It's not comfortable. No, especially when he has a secret bed. Yeah, exactly. They then they the get room. in the water and they make out some more. And there's an old couple in a canoe watching them with binoculars. Dirty old and couple. And honestly, the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, my God, is he going to kill her like in the first, like, <laughs> this is it. He's going to dump her body in the lake. I honestly thought, but no, no. So then there's we just that dirty to... old couple watching them. Yeah. So then we cut to a football game, uh, and because this is a TV movie, Greg Dunleavy is the superstar quarterback. Yes, he is. And Nicole's a cheerleader. And beautiful. Cheering on her man. She's cheering on her man. Oh, God, she's so adorable. She is. She's so cute. Of course, Greg spectacularly wins the game, and everyone is happy, including Nicole, who we see smiling for a very long shot. It's like 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. I just... Last forever. <clears throat> but then we cut to Greg and a player mm-hmm. leaving the field, and Greg is telling his friend he's meeting a girl other than Nicole. And the friend tells him he's jealous because he can't even get one girl, and Greg has two. Um, now this is just the conversation these boys are having on their way to the locker room from the football game. Yes, all hopped up on testosterone, yes. and I'm sure. Yes. The friend says He that um, Greg is roadkill if Nicole ever finds out and Greg responds, it'll never happen because he's way too smooth or he's just a dick. I'm going to go with a dick. Yeah. The friend asks (laughs) why, why he hasn't met this secret girlfriend and Greg replies that she lives in, quote, Vernon and she goes to Palace High. And then he says, consider it charity work for the poor. (laughs) then i vomited a little bit yeah once we swallowed back our vomit and then the friend calls him a dog and they high five because of course it's fucking cool to be a dick oh it's awful Ugh. which and honest goodness like you just played the football game and your girlfriend that people know about is a cheerleader and you're not gonna do anything after? Yeah, don't they go out for shakes or like to do shots or whatever? Well, wasn't there always like a dance after the football games? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't go to the football No game. judgment. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so next we meet Emily DiCaprio. She's adorable. She is, this is Soleil Moon Frye. She is sewing flower buttons onto her shirt. They're adorable buttons and she talks yeah. about how she got them at the thrift short- yep. shop and got the shirt at the thrift shop and her mom's like chatty with her. And if mm. Casey had had a button like that, she would use it even today. <laughs> she keeps laughing when I say that, but I think it's, it's true. It's so true. It's That's a cute little pansy. It's a pansy. Yeah. It's a beautiful little pansy. Yes. So um, <clears throat> Emily says she got the shirt at the secondhand store. Oh, the button's at the flea market. Then her brother Andy comes through and announces he's going to Jason's, and it's his only line. <laughs> his only line is but he, you know is it? He, he said lines so that put him to that pay grade in the movie oh, yeah. right? he got so, a card yeah <laughs> there you go got your say card for that um and i don't know i was i i had a few issues with how the mom interacted with like oh, i don't know about him maybe he should live with his dad and and then she was like very i don't know very warm with her daughter yes. though yes. um she, I agree. Uh, Greg pulls up in a what we have decided is a 1983 um, Ford Mustang 5.0 GT. Right. I um, don't know cars, some, so I'm saying Casey's. And right. I'm pretending. <laughs> no, you know way more about cars than I do. Well, some. No. It's true. <clears throat> anyway, Greg pulls up and mom announces Dreamboat's here and she doesn't sound very happy about it. Emily hugs Tina and Tina asks Emily if everything's okay. Emily says she's fine. Greg honks his horn which deck. is another douchey it's move. Such a dick. Go to the fucking go door. Go to the door. Show some respect. Ugh. I don't <clears> think <throat> Greg has respect. No, I don't. Mom, uh Tina says have a good time. Emily tells her mom she loves her. It's so sweet. And in a little bit of a foreshadowing kind of thing, we yeah. feel like this is just Definitely. not going to go anywhere good. Mm-mm. Greg and Emily are in a room inside an empty warehouse on a bed <laughs> with linens. It's apparently this building, this warehouse apparently belongs to Greg's dad who owns Dunleavy, Dunlevy. How did I say Dunleavy. it before? They say it Gosh 500 it. times. Dunleavy. So basically they keep saying Dunleavy Enterprises so we know how rich Greg is in case we don't know when we see his fucking mansion. Yes. And the old lady housekeeper. That's true. <laughs> so, okay. So there's electricity, the bed with sheets, lighting. It's kind of decorated. And Greg calls it the love shack. Yeah. Um, so they're like naked in bed, but not, um, but he doesn't have a shirt on. They're, they're naked as far as like TV movie naked. Yeah. She's kind of holding a sheet around herself, isn't she? Yeah. 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 She's probably naked underneath it. Yeah. So Emily expresses an interest in meeting Greg's family and asks if he loves her. And, um, and that's kind of them. We cut to a diner and we've got Nicole and her two friends, um, and they're telling Nicole that she needs a commitment from Greg before graduation. It, it turns out that Greg Dunleavy is so, so important that if she doesn't get a commitment, he's definitely going to get snatched up. Because he's He's so, really so important. So important yes, and he's yes. going to be so important. And she should be so thankful that yeah. she gets the, to date this, him. This movie is very much has the same sort of, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um Yes, that too. But sort of the same sort of feel of, um, now I can't think of the one with, uh, the Tori Spelling one, Death of a Cheerleader, oh, yes. where it's the rich kids versus yep. the poor. And if you're rich, you're special and all the things. And yep. apparently, because I, it's clear that the Dunleavy's are probably one of the richest families in the town. Yep, because of Dunleavy and, Enterprises. And, and I grew up in a town like that, where y- your popularity was was. Was directly related to how much money you had. Hundred percent. I was not. I was not popular. Well, I like you. Thank you. Oh. That's because once you get out of that environment, you realize that it's so fucked up. Yes. That 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 it's not true. It's true. It's not. I mean, yes, it's, true, yes, that it's true, that true that it's not true. Not true. Exactly. Yes. yes. So we continue. We actually do this cutting back and forth between Greg and Emily and Nicole and her. I kind of like that because I think it keeps the movie moving. Yeah. I mean, and again. That's a, the movement of the movie is not a complaint I have. I know it's, it's very the fun. Uh, thing the pacing things. is very good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of little things. Some bad curtains. Yeah. So <laughs> Beth always notices the, the curtains. curtains. I don't but know. Why. The curtains. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Ever since the Patty Duke movie, i am obsessed with all the you curtains. Are. Um, so Emily tells Greg that she's, Are you ready for this? I hope what? you're sitting down. Oh, uh, what do you think? She's. <gasps> pregnant no she's pg she's not (gasps) she's in the family way she's she's knocked up there's a bun in the oven oh greg can i just say misogynistically again because i just like saying that you can say tries to humiliate her and then tells her he will be responsible meaning he has no intention of parenting this child to him, the responsibility is uh, paying Get an abortion for an abortion and um to keep it their secret. Not that I'm judging that at all. I'm no, just no. saying, no, whatever we're judging Greg. you be, you no we're judging Greg, we're gra- judging Greg because he's it. a douche. Yeah. He offers to pay for an abortion and she says, no, then we go to Nicole telling her friends that she and Greg have been together for two years and if it was meant to be, it will be Um, it wasn't no it wasn't (laughs) spoiler can we just just go with he's in bed with another woman yeah spoiler alert um so nicole gets up quickly and bumps into the waitress and spills three huge glasses of tea all over herself and the waitress it's emily's mom tina what is with all the iced tea in this movie there's so much (laughs) ice there's a lot of ice well it's the south Okay, it's okay. the south. Lots, but you guys there's a lot of there's a lot of iced tea. Yeah, a lot of iced tea. So the friends all laugh at her and Emily's mom says she's glad Nicole could stop laughing long enough to tell her she's sorry. And let's take a break to listen to Emily's mom and then Emily and Greg back at her house in his car. Woohoo. I'm so glad you could stop laughing long enough to tell me that. Oh, I'm sorry. Bitch, 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 bitch You're being ridiculous If you will just think about what you were saying for a minute Think about it Greg, it's all I think about i I hoped you might have been a little more supportive But you're not gonna change my mind It'll work out, I promise We can have a baby, Greg yeah. isn't this? Yeah, <laughs> Um, I also would like to say that I am not anti tea. I love a good. I love a good glass of tea. Listen, I don't know anybody who's more pro tea yes, than you. Thank you. Iced, hot, yeah, sweet. I don't care. Listen, I love it all. You want a type of tea? Beth has got it in I her have tea a cabinet. Whole she has a tea cabinet. I do, and a box on the tea, on the counter too. Alberta Matari, if you're ever Metari, if you're Damn ever. It. Sean, Cassie, <laughs> if you're ever in my hometown, come and have a glass of tea Angela with me. Angela Lansbury? What Angela the hell? Lansbury. Everybody. Is Angela Lansbury? She's still alive. She's still okay. alive. Okay. I just, I don't mean to be disrespectful. No, I just, I, just I know sure. I recently Googled that. Okay. Yeah. To I double mean, check. I feel like but you maybe would I should know. check it today. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because you know, the gal who was the mom on Arrested Development passed away. I loved her. She was, yeah. Yes. You're right. was, she was such a great actress. I mean, oh. she's been in so much. Yes. Yes. So now we have Greg squealing off in his car, which we've learned from all of our TV movies case that that is a big old trope from the 90s movies. Totally. It's it's an effective one because it gets my attention now. I'm always waiting for the squeal. Yes. Nicole and her friends run out of the diner in a convertible and they're just really joyful and they're laughing and they're happy and they're like, it's six weeks till graduation and... They speed around town, screaming and like waving their arms in the air and and having a fun and yeah, just that's what a a convertible convertible is for exactly and what being a teenager is all about. Yeah, I mean, good clean fun. fun. Yes, Yes. it's true. (laughs) Then we have Nicole sitting at her kitchen table and she announces that she was accepted to Duke and Chapel Hill, which are pretty prestigious universities. Yeah, but not that anybody is interested. Nobody at the table gives a shit. Nicole's mom is barely interested. Her stepdad, Cal, is barely interested. They're both preoccupied with their, their boys, who are pretty small, who have to get to a Little League game. So apparently, Little League is more important than Nicole getting into Duke. Yeah. That's a prestigious school. It's you have true. a party when your kids get in there. Would, yes. Well, I would have, but yeah. they're both, but so they're the, pre- anyway. So then Nicole's mom lectures her to go to Chapel Hill to stay with Greg because you don't want Greg to get away. Oh Ugh. my God! Like it's moments like this where you know my mom was not necessarily one to deal out the romantic advice, but I have to say I'm grateful that I never heard. She never would have said something no. like that. No, 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 no. Pathetic. No, no it's it's it is. Ugh. Her mom is really an unkind person. Yes. In the next scene, it's Greg's big 18th birthday party. Oh and we God. know that by the eight foot sign that says, Happy 18th birthday, Greg. Yes. That's hanging in front of the Mons, Mons de Donlevy. It's a goddamn <laughs> mansion. <laughs> They have this opulent backyard. Oh my gosh! Beautiful pool with a live DJ spitting the tunes. And and let's remember, the DJ is wearing this vest (laughs) that I had, and I know it's from a guy's store. Pansy buttons? No, (laughs) but that stripey one. Remember, Shannon worked at that. What was it like? That men's store? Structure. Structure. It was from Structure and Shannon had it an and gave it to me. <laughs> and I wore that forever. And you know what? It probably was from Structure because that would have yeah, been Yeah, that would time. have been totally. She probably was not even in love. So she probably would have been working there at the time. I know. So 100%, I had that vest and it's the same one that he was wearing. <laughs> Go girl! <laughs> That's a good clothes I was cool. Yeah, you were cool. That's you're really still cool. Ugh. Yeah, you're still cool. She's got purple hair today. She's very cool. <laughs> Dang! <laughs> so Emily calls Greg, and a friend brings him the phone, and he's dancing with um Nicole at the time, and he's like, "I can't talk right now. Hang up." He hands the phone to the friend, and he's like, "Hold my calls." I don't know how he could hear anything anyway because it's um a DJ playing music, and also I don't know why his friends are answering the phone because Mister Mrs Mrs Dunleavy is. There every yeah, time and, and who answers, answers to... the phone during a party. No, if, if you're not at my party, you're not important enough. Fuck no. you. And I'm not going to answer the phone because no. I don't want you to know that I'm having a party. Besides, and if I'm invited. having a party, maybe I'm not totally sober and worthy. Well, I would be now, but back then, back For then, sure. yes. Then he tells Nicole, "It was oh." Nicole says, "Who was that?" And she's like, "Oh," and he's like, "Oh, it was some chick who wants he's like it's some chick who wants to marry me." And then he laughs, and, and... then she laughs, and they. I don't know she doesn't understand the irony of that statement though no, i guess not but no, i mean we feel bad if some chick called my boyfriend i kind of want to know what's going on there yeah well i mean i guess if somebody called my boyfriend and he didn't want me to know who called him i don't know that i'd want him to be my boyfriend anymore i mean unless there's so unless many it was reasons why a big called- <laughs> surprise for me there's a like lot of surprises planning you Nicole, know like yeah. buying me a horse or something no Well, Emily's not buying a horse, but she's got some news. She's got some news. It's true. Greg's dad, Mr. Peterman, Peterman. (laughs) gives Greg a new car. So in front of everybody, Mr. and Mrs. Dunleavy walk down these stairs from the (laughs) Mons and announce to the world that they have It is time for the presentation. It's a presentation of of the the gifts. Proceed. We shall all proceed. To the front of the house. Let's go to the front of the house. And it's like a goddamn Lexus commercial yeah, Christmas. except for that it's like <laughs> this bizarre, like, Greg, I know you are going to do great things, so we will give you a car. Even though that's not what happens. <laughs> and, and let's not forget, he has... The really cool mustang already yeah so i can't figure out why although i have to say the 83 mustang is nothing like like the 68 candy apple red four on the floor i'm just going off into my own okay. little dreamland of you Mustangs. know i don't know anything I about know. cars i'm sorry your face was so blank <laughs> that's just like absolutely glazed over i started thinking about sean and i'm <laughs> And I'm not even a car person. I know. But you but know I, a lot I about s- cars. Ugh. But then they go outside to look at the car. Like everybody has to go and like fawn. Yes. And then he looks across the street and sees Emily in her car. Oh my God. He shoes everyone back in the house to get cake. Which none of. He doesn't deserve the fucking cake. No. No cake for him. No cake for him. No soup for you. So. He shoes everyone back inside and then somehow goes over to talk to Emily and nobody notices all the way across the street All the way across the street. And he basically and then she apologized. Poor Emily is knocked up by this guy and she's not invited to his party. She'd never met his parents. None of that stuff. And she apologizes for being there during his party. It's and it's bullshit. so sad. And I want to be like, fuck you. She should have gotten out of her car. Come to the front door and said your son knocked me up yeah instead of being sorry yeah i it's just i and and i misogyny there's a lot of it <sighs> lots greg of it. is full of it he's a dick and he learned it from his dad yeah so let's listen to what poor emily has to say Are you stalking me now is it your birthday what's going on i'm sorry i I didn't mean to spoil your party look greg i know this is hard for you trying to fit me in with your life and friends and all but when this baby is born and you see that little face smiling up at you listen maybe we can reach some sort of agreement all right some kind of cash settlement or something cash settlement is that what you think this is about this baby is going to be born and raised in this town now do you want to tell your parents or should i i just sit down and dog gets on my lap and i cannot stay away Casey falls asleep <laughs> every time. okay so we go that two last summer two summers ago before there was a 30th anniversary of the muppet movie yeah and we took her daughter and i couldn't wait i love the muppet I movie know. it's one of my favorites and i love it we're leaving We're in the car in the home, and I'm like, oh, I remembered every scene. I loved it so much. And then I said, Orson Welles. And she goes, "Where? which scene was Orson Welles in? And I thought, how the hell did you not see him? (laughs) (laughs) He's at the desk at the end of the movie. And she goes, I must have fallen asleep. (laughs) And I didn't notice because your daughter was between us. (laughs) I can't. I can't. To be fair, remember, <laughs> if I sit down to watch a movie at my house, I've got the blanket and then the puppy on top of the blanket. How many times did you see the very end of this movie? <gasps> Once. <laughs> Today when we watched it together. Yes. <laughs> now, now ask how many times I watched the rest of the movie. How many times have you seen the rest of the movie? Five times. <laughs> and I specifically watched it. Yesterday to watch just the ending and it oh. just didn't happen. Okay. Uh. So back to the show. <laughs> oh, oh we have a show? Ladies and I, I'm at least crying. we at least we yeah. understand what happened in this video. <laughs> you know, I was we were watching the end. I was like, oh oh, you know, oh, for <laughs> God's sake. Okay. Back to our movie. We're at the beach again because every day is a party for these people. It's all a party for these people. Everyone's playing volleyball and frisbee. Nicole and Greg are talking about their futures. Their futures. And staring out at the lake. So and sweet. maybe moving back someday so Greg can run Dunleavy Enterprises. Mm-hmm. He's very distracted and he says things that don't matter. And then they kind of smooch. Yeah. So now we're back at the Dunleavy mansion and Greg. We calls should just Emily. call Emily The Mons. We're back at the Mons. At the months. Greg calls Emily on his giant cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a car phone, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so he picks her up and takes her to the warehouse sex romp room. <laughs> oh, my God. This writing is amazing. I, I wrote that. She's wearing. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. And she's wearing her shirt with the floral buttons. He picked her up, like, not at her house. He picks her up, like, that was the one when he picked her up on the street in front of the building. That was. Trust me on that. I trust you. So now Nicole is at the diner. know she, and- she drummed it. <laughs> possibly no No, it was today no you're right i'm kidding i saw it i watched it so nicole is at the diner and she orders like it's like come on you do not she's like um i'll have a cheeseburger and a large fries and a root beer it's like you do not sit and eat that food and keep that body like that well also who who goes to the diner by themselves and eats in high high school yeah nobody does well, I probably did, but uh, I was you a weirdo. just did to smoke cigarettes. Though. I did. you didn't go to no, eat. No, they let me smoke when I worked. I didn't have to yep. go there to smoke True. otherwise. Um, so she sees Tina and she apologizes to her for spilling the tea on her. And she calls herself a brat. And Tina said, Oh, don't worry. It's a hazard of the job. She's a nice lady. Yep. So now we're back to Greg and Emily in the sex romp room <laughs> and Greg is drinking and trying to talk Emily into an abortion. Emily says she's having the baby. They fight and she threatens to tell his dad. I think that like that, that whole warehouse, every time we go to it, I'm like, oh, with the germs in the. Oh, God. Ugh. Gross. Ugh. Honest my to goodness. Smell, it's closed. It's completely closed. And also. I don't want to go anywhere you know. near the bed because, you know, no. if Greg is doing people in that bed, his dad is doing people in that bed. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one thing they don't show is cleaning supplies. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> Or so we machine. don't know. Yeah, so we don't know if the servant cleaning lady at the house. We'll get into yeah, the her housekeeper later. may have been sent to clean it. May we don't know. We don't know. So now we have the first murder montage. Murder montage, montage. Of our podcast. We've got this music that begins, and Beth and I were trying to figure out. What it was. It kind of sounds like the doors, but I have a feeling it it's like I a knockoff. Yeah. yeah, or maybe they're trying to maybe they purposely that there, there's no soundtrack information on IMDb or on Wikipedia. And we've Googled the, the lyrics, lyrics and, and we nothing can't was find coming anything. Up. So um just picture like a doors kind of song. Nicole um super creepy. Yeah. Nicole calls Greg on his cell, but he doesn't pick up because um, he's busy. He's busy murdering. Chasing Emily. Emily runs from Greg and he does this weird serial killer Did walk. Did you notice that? Yeah. He's like like you see in the movies, yes. like the, the guy with the Chex's chainsaw massacre. Yeah. Goes, just oh, they like always slow just and constant. I shouldn't even say serial killer. I should say like horror movie. Dude. Yes. Michael Myers. Yes. Michael Myers. Emily locks herself in a room and he forces the door open and then he kills her. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, there we go. She's Cut dead. to Nicole lying on her bed, looking at this eight by ten picture of her and Greg. It must be like a prom picture or something. Yeah, I, I don't think know. it was a prom picture. Um, so that's 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 that. That's... Bye, Emily. Bye, Emily. We don't know if she lasted longer than um. She did last longer than um whatever Tori Spelling's character was in. That's true, but not as long as um. Oh, oh boy! God. Now we're fifty-year-olds trying to remember. Yeah, shit. we're seven movies in. So anyway, so Saved by the Bell, girl. Okay, Tiffany. Tiffany. She, she lasted true. twenty minutes. I don't think Emily. But then did. she had a flashback, and That's Emily right, she does came have back. some. Yes, yes she, but very little, very, very little. brief. Okay, so in the next scene, there's a pool party at Greg's mansion because uh why not? Why not? Everybody's having fun again. Of Nicole is talking to her. her, She's trying to get her friend Sharon into dating a guy named PJ, who's a friend of Greg's. Sharon's not that into him. He's not that into him. The news comes on, and Nicole recognizes this woman, the mother of this missing girl, as the waitress from the diner. Mm -hmm. They're reporting that Emily has gone missing. Greg calls it boring and turns it off. And then he tells the housekeeper, Make us a couple of sandwiches. And she smiles and nods, but she's holding two. Jugs of, of of tea. Yes. So she's got to put those down first, and then go make the sandwiches. Go make sandwiches. For... Also, how much television watching are these people doing at parties? They watch TV the whole time. Like, but there, how many parties are these people having? Too? It's like their the life time. is a party. Yeah. At the beach or at the at the pool, but and you, you know the Dunleavys can do it because first of all they can afford it, and second of all they don't have to do shit. They got this old lady. I know this poor old lady. She's I mean, old. we're not even talking about Alice. No, no. We're talking about Alice, like today like this lady is 75 i would say in the 70s i don't think she's 80 but i would put her at 70 to 75 she is not young she's not young and there's like all these kids and she's making sa- I, i'm sure greg makes her go over and change those sheets i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> god i hope somebody's changing oh those god i so hope gross. somebody is Ugh! So now Nicole comes home and she walks in and like, "Hey mom, what's for dinner?" And Mom's like, "Oh, oh you, sorry. that's right, I have a daughter. Damn it." Yeah. So me and your stepdad are gonna take the boys to their grandfather's birthday party. Didn't I tell you about uh, it? They can't wait to blow out his uh, candles. Do you want to come? Cause oh, you you're- don't, no. I think it was more like you don't. You don't want to. You do not want to come with us, do you? That's it's it's that bullshit. You're more than welcome to come along, except we didn't tell if you. you to. Must she was like running out the door to miss her in the first place. Yes, and mom's like, "There's pasta salad in the fridge," and I was Ugh. like. Well, first of all, I do have to say this, though. If there was pasta salad in my fridge, mm-hmm. um, my kids wouldn't be eating it, but um, I wouldn't mind because I love pasta the, the salad. The pasta salad we had for lunch was delicious. It was very delicious. I really enjoyed it. We're getting that again. Yeah, but I want red peppers in it, so we're just going to gonna get our own peppers. Next time you bring those back over, and I'll have red pepper here. Yeah, we'll chop up some I'll of our own veggies. will chop up, okay. yeah. So anyway, yeah. So oh, that's <laughs> oh right. we're back. <laughs> you forgot. So there. um, so then we've got Nicole at night watching TV, eating some popcorn, and on the news is Tina DiCaprio, Emily's mom, and Nicole decides that she's going to drop a card off at Tina's house because this Nicole, I just love her so she's much, so sweet. So we've got a little bit of that conversation, Let's and listen. here you go. Here we go. Let's listen. You're the one, aren't you? The one that spilled the iced tea. Yeah. I don't want to disturb you. I, uh. I just wrote you a card. I left it in the mailbox. Well, well, don't run off. I just came out to get some fresh air, you know? I mean, all those people. It's nice to know that people care, but. They look at me with such pity, I think I should comfort them. Sarah? Oh, no. I don't smoke, oh, good for you. Don't start. you'll end up like me. you know, Emily she won't even let me smoke in the house. You know so this conversation sort of begins a friendship between Nicole and Tina, and it's a lovely little friendship it's that they have nice. and so then Tina asks her if she could do her a favor, and Nicole agrees to hand out missing posters for Tina of Emily in her town because yeah. Tina lives in Vernon on the wrong side of the tracks. Do not forget and that. And Nicole lives in Tarrington, which is where the Don Levy Mons is. Yes. And, and that is just in case you didn't know the right side of the track, the right side. Yeah. Cause apparently there are, there are sides of the tracks and they are literally sides of the tracks. If you watch the movie, Um pretty in pink or yeah. what was the other one with the, Oh, uh, I anyway, don't know, but my dad about... my dad grew up on the wrong side of the tracks in Crandon. So there's tracks in Crandon too? And the wrong side in oh, Crandon. I didn't know that. Wow. wow. That's interesting. Well, that's a story for another. day. <laughs> we should do some like well, there's good true crime in Crandon. The yeah. murders. Which ones? Remember? Is that where the we're like the the guy who was like the deputy came and like shot like the four or five people in their apartment? We need to start a podcast of true crime in Wisconsin because there's so much. There's, I mean, we start life. with Ed Gein, and we can just move in a circle from there. There's so much. <laughs> there is so much. There's so much. There is so much. Next, All right, PJ, Sharon, Nicole, and Greg, they go to the Love Shack. The Love Shack is a little old place where we can get together. In addition to the furnished bedroom and electricity. Now we see that there's couches, there's a stereo. I also saw a guitar, an electric guitar. (laughs) So somewhere there must be a fucking amp. There's a table with tons of empty... Coffee cups, glasses. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's it's basically a house. It is, it is. It's gross house, and it gross. probably smells really bad. Yeah, it's it's probably like a frat house. And let's not forget that it's like summertime, so it's probably hotter than a Ugh. motherfucker in North Carolina. Yeah, gross. And it's it's Ugh. it's very humid in North Carolina. And vermin. I'm sure there's vermin, vermin and Vernon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's probably gross, disgusting poop all over the place. Nicole tells Greg she went to Vernon to talk to Tina. Greg says she probably ran away from home. Nicole finds Emily's floral button. She's actually, Emily's trying to close the door and she notices it doesn't close so she looks down. Nicole's (laughs) trying to close the door. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. She And she sees that floral button that Emily lost on her shirt when Greg killed her. And then Greg tries to take it from her and she's like, you can't have everything you want. And we start seeing he's starting to have flashbacks of murdering Emily. Yeah. 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 Which, which you really want. Well, I hope he does. I hope he does for the rest of his life. For sure. Yeah. Yep. PJ and Sharon come into the room and announce they're going on a date. And she's wearing, (laughs) Sharon is wearing the worst outfit you can imagine. It's so unflattering. Bad, bad, bad outfit. Yes. And, worse hair yeah. and she doesn't have bad hair no, it's just curly styled yeah it's very poorly, very poorly. bad she has a lot of it and it's really quite lovely if yes. she has done it different but this outfit she's wearing it's, it's like this bad. dowdy blue pants and yeah. i don't even know if they're jeans it's and a in a blue floral shirt that's yeah. just super dowdy yeah that's the word i'm gonna say well i'm gonna go with the costuming in this actually I have things to say. That's yeah. Well, Sharon say. turns out to be a bitch anyway, so she deserves to look like a Dowd True. Back in Nicole's room, she puts the floor button in this little little tin keepsake box. Yep. And then she looks at the missing poster hanging on the mirror. Tina's at work and the, the two detectives stop in to talk to her. The detective's in charge of the missing person. They tell her they're wrapping up their investigation and they state that the federal authorities have up. Been updated, and this is where we start to see the detectives suck trope. Yes, um, the lady detective. I don't even. I don't even know her name. I. Te- I don't think that there's. I don't know ever, if they ever say, say it. It might say anything. And I IMDb. don't like her. No, I don't like her, anything She's, about no. her. I don't no. like how she looks. I don't like how she dresses. No. I don't like the lines she says. Nope. Don't like her at no. all. No, that's a, there's a lot of people like that in the movies we watch. The lady detective says there's over. 850,000 kids reported missing in the u.s every year and most have run away especially girls her age i think that don't even get me started i'm i'm a big i am a huge um follower of people who have disappeared she is and i it's i true. mean i listen to all of the podcasts i do research i do a lot of things it's interesting to me and what i found is a lot a large reason that a lot of teenage girls are not found is because nobody gives a shit and they don't try and find them. And they're sex trafficked. Especially when they're clearly and they're in yes. plain sight. And I, it's happening in your backyard. And the families have to say things like, well, she would never run away. Who cares if she ran away? It doesn't matter. People so should look for her. We need to find these children. It's so sad. Anyway, I'm not going to, that's a whole different podcast, Listen, but I'm right? telling you, it that 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 line pissed me off, especially because during this time period, in the 80s and 90s, and the seventies, the police just refused to take missing person reports. So there's all of these girls, these Jane Does, that are all over the country dead, and they can't they can't identify them because there's no police reports. Yeah. Because they wouldn't take them or they threw them away. Or when yep. they turned 18, they, they said they're no longer yep. runaway because and just they're 18. The, the discrediting parents, it's and just awful. People in poverty and it's, all kinds of it's bullshit. Especially the socioeconomic of yes. it all is, is ridiculous because if Nicole Voss had disappeared, you can bet your fucking bottom dollar that they would have spent millions of dollars looking for her. Yep. Anyway, off the soapbox, back to the movie. I'm sorry. It's just a big... We need to meditate practically I know. to get through Where's this? my crystal healing? Oh, all gosh. right. So she tells Tina there's nothing more she can do and suggests that Tina talks to all of her friends. Thank you. This is my beautiful, beautiful crystal. I love this one. Tina goes to the Dunleavy Maltz. She's uh-huh. invited in by Greg's mom, Mrs. Dunleavy, and she shows Tina to the living room where Tina sits down and lights a cigarette. Casey and I both had a problem with this because you just don't light cigarettes. I mean, even no. back then, you didn't just light a cigarette in somebody's house without permission. No, and especially like she kind of looked around, which yeah. would be the looking around like, oh, is there an ashtray an an ash here? Yeah. And then you see the ashtray and you're like, okay. It's okay then it's okay. Smoke. Yeah, But like in a, a complete stranger, it yeah. just wouldn't have happened. But I would but... say you could also smell and see, but she probably, and I don't mean this to be rude, but she probably smelled like smoke. Right. Because she smokes. Right. So she might not notice if a house smells like smoke. True. You know, I don't, I don't know. I guess it would depend. Anyway, so, um, Mr. Dunleavy comes in and he's like, you know, like, why are you, why do you want to see Greg? There's no smoking in this house and <laughs> there's no ashtray. So she puts it out <laughs> on her shoe and then puts it in her <laughs> pocket. <It's> the best <laughs> <laughs> and she tells Mr. Dunleavy without any respect, which I loved, yeah. it's personal. And for some reason he just leaves. I would have maybe pushed a little harder. Yeah. Why is this middle-aged woman from the news here? I would be worried. Yeah. I would be very worried. I would have many questions. Yeah, I would too. Greg comes inside and he apologizes for not having gone over to see her. And you know, things have been crazy, Casey, because it's finals and graduation and You remember. You know, I know it's so busy. Like busy? I we have party on Monday. I know. And then on Tuesday, Tuesday we were at the pool. Well, and I got my car and I had to do stuff with the car. Fill it with gas and then go to the beach on that was Wednesday. And then the love shack. Yeah, that was Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Thursday. Mm-hmm. I well then I had to ask the lady to make me sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Yes. And then and then I had to drive the housekeeper out to clean the love shack. Yes. That was on Friday, Friday morning morning because then we had to have her go buy us a keg for Friday, Friday night. Night's yes. Party. Yes. Tina says you can't wait to get me out of this house. Can you and tells Greg that he he really stashed her away. Meaning Emily. He stashed Emily away. She asked what happened, and Greg lies and says that a song came on the radio a couple weeks before she disappeared. And the song was about running away. And Emily said that's what she's gonna do. And Tina was like, Well, where was, where should where would she go? Because at this point, Tina doesn't really isn't really suspicious. I think maybe a little bit, but not too suspicious. And then Tina asks Greg to promise to tell her if she thinks of anything else. As he's trying to skirt her out of the house, Nicole comes in where she was sitting in in one of the rooms there's there's many many rooms in this mansion literally it's a mansion the, there's a back door that goes out to the pool and so nicole comes in from that door yep and she, after peeking through the window did you notice there yes, was peeking, peeking through the there's window little, there's little peeking i in didn't in the notice windows. that until I my did. final viewing no today. i didn't either because you okay. know some of the times you're taking notes so you don't always see all the options. Yes. and um tina comes in and she's like oh hi or, and Nicole comes in and she's like, hi, Tina, what are you doing here? And very, very curtly, Tina says, excuse me, I'm in the wrong neighborhood, stares at Greg and leaves. And Nicole chases her out and she's like, what's going on? And Tina's like, what do you mean? What's going on? Your uh, boyfriend was fucking my daughter. Yep. Maybe not in those exact words. No, but she Pretty because, much. because Tina's nice. Like yes. we we she's like Tina. She's way too nice. We really like Tina, and we like Nicole. They're both vilified later on. Yeah, as, as we start talking more, and that's why we're angry. Yes, we are. Of course, we are, we get I'm very just angry. a naturally angry person. So. <laughs> I'm always I'm always at some level of anger. <laughs> <laughs> this movie just pissed her off even more. I yeah. I don't get angry enough. I don't yell at people or no, I'm doesn't. never rude to people. She's not. Well, she's sometimes, not. but not people that. You know, never mind. Not in public. Maybe quietly rude. Yes. Well, that's really just like what we say to each other, though. Yeah. So it's not really. Yeah. I would never treat anybody the way that. No. You see in these. Like, True that. story. No, True never. Story. I would never do that. I would show everybody respect until they've not earned it. Yes. hmm Yes. That's why I hate my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> not all of you Shh. just some of you none of them are listening anyway that's true all right so in the next scene now we've got this guy this character whose name is Aaron Clemens and we love i actually love this character yeah he's he's, 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 he's got super some funny and he's and he's very his style is very he's well he's it's, he's like, a bottom chic yeah well <laughs> and he's he's the guy that walked around high school talking about anarchy he was the scapegoat so here he is he's so Aaron Clemens is spray painting Emily's picture on the front of the high school. He's kind of acting crazy. Yeah. I think but they're it, trying to, but they don't but really understand. Really because he's, because he's painting just like, we miss you, Emily. Isn't that what, what the, it's, it was saying, it said, or, we miss you. Yeah. We miss we you. Emily. Miss you, Emily. With like a There's a picture he painted her, but it doesn't really look like her. It looks more like Mary. From, yeah, like you know. Yeah, like Bible, a, like a prayer. Yeah, <laughs> like a, cause An it's like a, or something. Like, like yeah, pra- like somebody in prayer. Yeah. So, um, so he's kind of acting crazy, and he's just arrested. Mary from Bi- and it's Mary all- from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Aunt> Mary. <gasps> she Mary doesn't of have Jesus. Fame. <laughs> Oh my gosh! And it's kind of funny because, like, all the high school kids are standing around him, and he's like on a step ladder in the front <laughs> of the building like painting this over on, on top of like the high school side and then you hear whoop 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 and the police come up none of the kids move and then we've got like a i guess an administrator or an educator of some kind principal. i think it's a principal because she's at okay. the dance remember oh yeah yeah, yeah. so she <laughs> she says to the police Come over here. He's right here, and it's like like, like, clearly, did, like obviously standing we, on the. We, who do we, arrest? we arrest like, who? Who's the bad guy? <laughs> and he just kind of goes with them. You know, I will say goes. though, he probably did deserve to get in trouble for doing because he did because he did spray paint on private he, property. He did, yes. So it was graffiti. So one of Nicole's friends says she's seen him panhandling at the park. At the park, and they talk about how he's crazy. Yeah. So um, Greg approaches Nicole and her two friends, and Nicole totally blows him off, as she, she should. should. Sharon tells, um, tells Nicole that Greg misses her. He misses and you so, so much. So, and We're you're so, so, so good, good together. together. Oh, my God. Barf. All right so nicole tells greg that she's going to be in a search party for emily that night in the woods by the old mill all right so the okay. search party congregates yeah. this is going to be a good segue yeah. here because this is amazing this is what's amazing about it <laughs> it's in the evening it's night. At, it's at night it's, at it's night. dark they've organized this search party to start when it gets dark, out. It's dark. so they're out there with so they're out there waiting the Waiting for the dark to fall Mm -hmm. because they say a little prayer Mm -hmm. in the parking lot. And then it's like, okay, the sun is going down and flashlights on now would be a good time for us to search the woods for Emily. right. So so they search. And after the search is over, Greg leaves and Nicole stays to talk to Tina. Tina apologizes for making the scene at At the house house, at the month months at the month. Nicole asked Tina how she's doing, and Tina now is worrying that she did run away. She noticed that Emily seemed depressed over the past few weeks, and um, Tina thanks Nicole for coming and congratulates her on graduating. And, like, again, this is why this character, Tina, we just love her so much. She's like, oh, you have graduation coming up. Meanwhile, of course, her heart is breaking because her own daughter is gone. It's so sweet. So sweet. All right, so Nicole is at home talking to her mom. You know that mom that cares so much about her. <laughs> her mom tells tells her that she and her husband were at the club and they ran into the Dunleavies. They had a drink with them, started talking about business, and Mr. Dunleavy has agreed to finance Nicole's business oh! business. Ugh. Nicole's mom asks Nicole to see if Greg will put in a good word for him. And she tells her mom that uh, no, because we broke up. And her mom is like, what? And she says things didn't work out. And let's see what her mom has to say. It's just not d- supportive. It's lovely. Nicole, honey, listen, uh, whatever happened, I'm sure you can patch it up. I'm sure if you just apologize, I'm sure forgive you. What makes you so certain it was something that I did? Oh, no, I, I didn't say that. I'm just I'm just trying to help. Thanks a lot, Mom. You've been very helpful as usual. Oh, uh, the the best fucking jokes you <laughs> missed the best jokes. I'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> the next scene we have the short <laughs> graduation scene, and what they do is they're all the jackets. Girls. Let's go, fight and win. Jackets, let's go. Win. Let's do win. Woo. <laughs> that was the that graduation was scene they're in the bathroom and they do that yep um and i also learned that all hornets are yellow jackets but not all yellow jackets are hornets because i said what happens?" no no i don't know what you said <laughs> i said all yellow jackets are hornets but i don't think all hornets are yellow jackets i think all yellow jackets are horny <laughs> We're not all hornets are horny. It's all a—it's th- a whole thing. So then afterwards, this this scene bothered me a little because there's this big bonfire with all the fireworks. Works. There's fireworks, baby. And fire what? Who's watching the fireworks? Work. No one's watching the fire <laughs> There's literally fire in the sky, and no nobody's. Going, ah, 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 ah. There's fire in the sky. Ah. <laughs> We have not been drinking, by the way. We don't. No, we don't. Nicole sees Greg and they, they talk because, you know, whatever. We Nobody knows where they are right now. He apologizes. And then she takes him back again. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. Oh, Nicole, we love you so much. Don't be stupid. So Sharon and PJ go off by themselves at, a, at the party. Go Sharon sees a garbage bag. And so here is another... Thing here is my advice to you: don't ever open a body-shaped bag. Please don't. Don't or do a, a bag-shaped body or a bag-shaped body, which is what I actually said. If you see what looks like what might be a dead body, and there's a missing person in a your town. Person,
1: don't probably
0: open. just go. I'm gonna leave that right here. Hello, nine one one. Yes, that's probably your best bet. Yes, and then maybe um hide the keg before they come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, and by the way, there's a big underage drinking party here. So if you haven't figured it out, Sharon opens the bag and there's little Emily. It's oh. very sad. At the funeral, Greg is outside smoking. He comes in and then Nicole says the body's being sent to Charlotte for an autopsy. And I will tell you, Casey and I both kind of had this revelation that There really aren't any of Emily's friends that we see at this funeral. No, we don't really see Emily's friends. And Sharon, who found the body, the bitch, is at the funeral. But she doesn't deserve to be because she's mean. So this is the part where... the. (laughs) So I think it's part of like saying how important Greg Dunleavy is. Because he's the last one to come into the church. Yes. And then the minister says, now that we've all taken our seats... The service can begin, yes. which is so weird. Like ministers never say no, that. No, they don't say that. And also, it's like, but oh, you got a side card. The, so yes, you got a sad card <laughs> for the line. Dun, the Dunleavy's here. We can all have a funeral now. Yes. Ugh. Yes. I don't. I don't even get like if I were Tina, bless her heart, I wouldn't want Greg at the funeral. No, I wouldn't want him there. No, I would insist that he not. She be has got the kindest heart. I know. Oh. In the next scene, Greg his and Nicole cigarettes. are at Tina's to offer condolences. Greg is outside. He tries to get out of it, but it's interesting. Okay, so Tina's outside and she says this thing that just breaks my heart every time. Oh, she says I it know. like three times and she says, um, "I wanted to have a cigarette, but Emily won't let me smoke in the heart in the house." And it's just heartbreaking. It is. It's it so is. sad. Greg offers his condolences and tina says thank you greg i appreciate that and i would have punched him if it were me oh yeah honestly but but she's a nice lady she is um she's she's very disappointed that nicole took greg back greg leaves and he's like i'll give you two i'll give you guys a minute and nicole's like but he was really sorry and then she says something like um my husband was a cheater and i said being sorry is not good enough yep and you know she just kind of leaves it at that because she's a nice lady but then dentina says hey i want to go plant some flowers down by the lake where they found emily would you come and of course she agrees yes and the next scene greg is at home watching the news he stands up and mr dunleavy is um like watching him they don't speak no but it's it's i don't know it's kind of a poignant moment it's thoughtful yes in the next scene, um, Nicole and Tina are planting flowers at the site where Emily was found. And, and Tina just oh, and this is grabs most, her hand and she's like patting Nicole's hand. And she's talking about not wanting to cry anymore. And, and she cries. Yeah, and, I know. It's so... Uh, it's, it's so heartbreaking. It is. It's it's, so, it is. She's a really good And it's not actress. overacted at no, all. No, not at all. It's just, no. it feels so appropriate. And, it does. Yeah. It, it really feels like a movie that they wrote That that part for patty duke i swear yeah because she would have this actress did a great job but Tess harper yeah tess harper was her name next nicole greg pj sharon and kim are walking down the street and nicole says she can't understand who would do that to emily and um then she asked greg why he told tina that emily was planning to run away he tells Nicole maybe she did run away but was picked up by a serial killer. I will tell you that the odds of that are almost zero. Yeah. Um I I mean I guess it does happen that people run away and get murdered, but it not they probably aren't dumped at the lake five minutes from their house. No, that's an interesting coincidence. Yes, very um Sharon wonders why Nicole is now Sharon kind of turns on Nicole here and says, you know, Oh, we noticed you're spending a lot of time with Tina in Vernon. Remember Sharon, the bad hair and bad Sharon, clothes, ba- bad person, and bad friend. Um, and then it's weird that N- Sharon says, it's weird that Nicole suddenly wants to hang out in Vernon and Tina's resp- or Nicole's response is Tina is poor. That's where she lives. And, um, And then Nicole says, well, maybe it's because Nicole reminds Tina of Emily and says to Craig, what do you think, Greg? Do I remind you of Emily? And scene. scene. It's the best fucking line in the movie. Absolutely. Back at Greg's house, the detectives arrive. So. Um, Greg and Nicole get out of his car, and the detective detectives are behind, you know, pulling behind. So everybody's kind of standing outside in front of the mons. For some reason, the Mr. and Mrs. Dunleavy just happened to be there, whatever. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and they ask Greg to come down to the station because there's a new development. They don't really ask him though. No, they kind of tell him, and and um Mr. Dunleavy tried to, you know, he was like, No, listen, no, he says. I don't remember the detective's name, but he's like, no, Carl, I'll call you tomorrow. Yeah. And and the detective's like, no, he's coming down to the station now. Yeah. And so they go down to the station and then we cut to Nicole at Tina's house and ask what the new development is. And then we find out from the, the detective tells the Don that Emily was killed somewhere else and dumped in the lake. An hour after that, she floated to the surface because she still had air in her lungs and that she didn't drown. And then um, Mr. Dunleavy tells the detective this important information. Did I say that right? hmm Okay. Let's take a break and listen. <laughs> well, she wasn't drowned. Her lungs were still full of air. That's why she floated up to the surface like that. Apparently she'd been killed somewhere else, strangled. Then dumped in a lake an hour or so after death. Phil, well, can we get to the point here? The coroner discovered another surprise. She was pregnant. Oh, my God. Okay, so I misspoke, and it was actually the detectives tell the yeah. Dunleavies. but, you know. Potato, potato. Now we know that um, Emily was pregnant when she was killed. All right. So Tina, <clears throat> now we're back with Tina and Nicole. Tina tells Nicole she thinks Greg killed Emily nicole says she didn't think it was possible and nicole doesn't want to believe it she's so sweet she's so sweet all right so now i have so much to say about this next scene. (laughs) buckle up people casey's got a lot to say all right the next scene is this ridiculous bullshit (laughs) i i've never heard of this never heard of this happening before Senior summer dance like you've graduated, but we're going to have a dance for you. We're not even seniors anymore. July. They're graduates. They're graduates. Greg is complaining because he thinks everyone is staring at him. Um, Nicole asks if he's smoking and he denies smoking. And it's like, dude, it's very clear that you're yeah. smoking. So now in the bathroom, we've got Sharon and Kim talking to other girls, putting on lipstick. And um, Kim says that Greg looks depressed. And one girl says, who wouldn't be? And then Sharon adds that Nicole is spending a lot of time with Emily's mom. Nicole walks in and tries to talk to the girls. She's, her. She says something like, oh, the old school. Yeah. As if it's not like always. I've been gone for decades. <laughs> and yet the halls still look the same as they did two months ago. The <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. So, um, and then like the girls like totally ignore Nicole. They're so bitchy. And then Sharon even says like, Tina DiCaprio is pointing fingers and talking to the press and Sharon calls Nicole Tina's best friend and then walks off. And it's just, I don't. Oh, whatever. Get over yourselves. All right. Now, (laughs) how do they, they're not even talking to her. So how do they even know any of this information? I know. Nobody's even talking to Nicole right now. No. Poor Nicole. Like nobody likes her. You know what? Except Tina. The thing is, is that they're honestly, Nicole's lucky that they don't want to be friends with her because they're terrible humans. We don't like them. Yeah. So now there's this dance and we've got the principal on the stage and she's, i do not understand <laughs> nope why she is announcing couples they do it's like it's prom court do not explain why which i don't even like anyway no i don't fucking like prom no court. i don't like dances no i don't like parents living vicariously through the perceived popularity and or unpopularity of their fucking kids this no. whole thing makes me nuts no and actually like I don't even understand why, why I never understood this and I still don't understand it. And these movies make it seem more so like, I don't understand how, how, why children are a complete reflection of their parents in that if your parents are super rich, that means you're super awesome. Right. Because that's not. That's Bullshit. not how life so really, stupid. truly is outside the world of high school. Oh, my God. It's so so annoying. It's so unimportant to way people. What really counts is character and hardworking. I mean, there's so many other things besides how much fucking money your parents make. I know. So, okay. So she announces the first couple like she was senior class treasurer and he was on the swim team. <laughs> Here are Bob and Karen. and then And then it's like. One of our favorite couples of the graduating class, he was the captain of the football team and she was a cheerleader. Yay! Here are Greg and Nicole, and everybody claps, and it's so fucking weird and then she's like so you all can come out and dance now like now that we've like announced the important people the rest of you that's literally literally announced the important people and one of them is a murderer and people are accusing him of murder he's been questioned for murder and yet they're still giving him applause Yep. it is insanity but we love the live band even though when she's still singing her microphone is down yeah so the live band comes on we like her we like the song She's got a very Spice Girls look about her. She's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So now we're after the dance. And Mm -hmm. in Greg's car, and Greg asks Nicole if Tina told her Emily was pregnant. She tells him yes. I find it hard to believe that this conversation didn't happen before this moment. But Uh, that's just me. Yeah. Well, you know. Potato, potato. Potato, potato. So, um... Uh, Okay, wait. So Greg asked Nicole if Tina told her and she says, yes, Tina did tell me and asks, where were you, by the way, on the night that Emily was killed? And he has this to say. Roll them. Let's listen to what this piece of shit has to say. They didn't ask you where you were the night she was killed. Yeah. So where were you? I can't believe you're asking me that. First, you cheated on me. Then that same girl is found murdered. Now the police... I can't believe what you're saying. I mean, do you really think that I I could strangle someone, Nicole? Have these hands ever hurt you? I want you to stop seeing Tina DiCaprio. Do you understand me? She is bitter, and she is angry, and she is turning you against me. Now, I am fighting for my life here, you understand? And you just better figure out whose side you're on. All right, so Greg squeals off in his new car. I love the squealing. There's lots of Squealing! Squealing! The Dunleavy's cut to the Dunleavy's having breakfast. Oh wait, the servant, the servant lady, the housekeeper lady, coming in. She's serving them. She she pours the coffee, and then what does Mrs. Dunleavy do? Mrs. Dunleavy reaches over and pours the cream into Mr. Dunleavy's coffee. Oh, that's what she said. As he's, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Okay, <clears throat> he's reading the paper, and he's asking, "Who the hell does Tina think she is?" Um, right? Because guess who she suspects? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Nicole goes to meet with one of the detectives and wants to know where does the investigation stand? Because, you know, they usually just tell anybody who yeah. walks into the... Yeah. Into and the he's movie. super busy and so they can only talk while they're, they're doing a walk and talk. Yeah. The walk and talk. the walk and talk. We love that walk and talk trope. Yeah. So she asks if he thinks Greg could have killed anyone and he says, well, um, I could ask you the same thing. In fact, I want to. So has he ever been violent and she said no he said has he ever hit you no has he ever cheated or lied and then mm, she doesn't answer she does not answer. And, and then lady detective is like hey detective uh, uh, wink nod wink, wink nod, nod and she nods over cuz we've got we've got pajama pants man poor boy what was his name what was Aaron, Aaron Clemens Aaron, Aaron Clemens he's sitting next to him he's the sitting detective. there and, and apparently getting booked so now we're to believe that They've I don't decided think, no, they, didn't, they didn't book him yet because remember there's the big scene later. Oh, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But he's being questioned, I believe. He's being questioned. Yes, he's being questioned. All right. So now we've got Nicole coming into her house. <sighs> oh, this scene, this one. Her mom is such a bitch. Her mom is such a bitch. Um, so her mom brings her in and guess who's there? Who's there, Casey? The Dunleavy's! Oh, so, this family is so they've lucky that the Dunleavy's are there. The Dunleavy's are at their house. What? Why are they there, Casey? Because they've closed the deal. Oh, what deal? Oh, they have a very boring conversation. Oh, it, it's, it's so boring I didn't even like want to write anything about but it. But they are drinking a lot of, of whatever alcohol they are pouring into their... That, that shit he pours is probably at least two Shots, straight oh. up. No, it's, ice. it's a whole. What do you call that? A rocks glass. Yeah, I would call that four fingers. Yes, for sure. Four, four fingers. fingers. Four fingers in a rocks glass. So you're smoking. Some of, some of you youth may not know what fingers mean, but <laughs> that's as much. That's a, that's look the it up. Yeah, Google look it. it up. Give it a goo. Well, maybe not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's don't it's Google nothing it. sexual. No, no, no. So if you see sexual, take note. No, it's no, about no, no. pouring alcohol. It's about pouring alcohol. Okay. So um and Mr. Dunleavy and um Nicole's <laughs> stepdad are smoking cigars. Even though they can't smoke at the Dunleavy's. I hate all of these. They're grown-ups. actually not smoking, they're just Putting them in their mouth and they're not lit. No, no the one was lit. Oh, there was, was smoke. I just I, I just found it, it very ironic that Mr. Dunleavy doesn't allow smoking in his house, but he's happy to smoke anyway. A cigar. Yes. Ugh. Also go outside and smoke. Yeah. So it's a nice day. Miss- go outside and get some exercise.
1: Put the, um put
0: the booze down. So uh <laughs> I got you all. Mr. Dunleavy asks Nicole if Tina and Nicole are friends. And Nicole's mom jokes about Nicole bringing home stray puppies. And Nicole is like, oh, God, her mom is such a bitch. Nicole is like, um, she is a woman whose daughter is dead. So, yeah. Yeah. So, fuck you. She yeah. doesn't say it, but she I, if it were me, I would have. Yeah. So, then Mr. Dunleavy asked Nicole to talk some sense into Tina, and all four adults in the room stare at her. And Nicole says, um, peace out. Yeah. I'm Later not. days, latter days. And so, she <laughs> leaves the room. Um... So she now Nicole's up in her room, and Kim calls her, and Nicole's got her own little phone up. She's there. She's got her own little oh, phone. Oh, and, and her—you uh, didn't notice this, but phone. I did. She has a little floral comforter, and her little—the little lamp her, next and... to her has a lampshade that matches the comforter. I don't know; th- it's super cute. Beth is really concerned about the textiles. I, just, I did. There's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of good textile happening in this house. It's true. It's actually, and the couch they had the downstairs was quintessential 90s totally. stripe blue navy blue with hunter stripes. green yes and cranberry red yes it's totally mid-september though. if you if you give couches in the 90s a goog right one there. of those will come up yep yep so kim calls nicole and invites her to a party at the lake and nicole says she can't make it and kim starts a lecture oh! again why didn't you call kim about how hard of a time Greg is having. It's, he's having a, it's hard. It's hard. And the least Nicole is, can do is to show him some she support. She should show him some support. God damn it. Nicole tells Kim that Greg has lied to her before. She doesn't know what to believe. And Kim tells her to forget it then and tells her Sharon and Stacy didn't want her to. Sharon and Stacy didn't want me to invite you anyway. So later. Bye. Yeah. I just can't believe these girls are telling. If If I had a friend who's. Anybody that they're with is possibly a murderer. Yeah, of an, of a woman, and they don't want to be around actually. that person anymore. I would be like, "Get I'm out!" I'm going to support that. I'm going to support. Not stay in being my house, possibly until a criminal, you're sa- because you're not safe. No, you're not safe. I mean, I get they're young, so maybe they didn't really understand that. But just the this, I mean, the the lack of support that Nicole has is uncanny. Nobody is supporting this poor girl except for Tina. And then they're all wondering why Tina is her friend. Yep. Because you pointed out, you said it perfectly that Tina and, and, and Nicole are giving each other what they don't have. Yes. Nicole doesn't have a decent mom and Tina doesn't have her daughter. Right. So it's not surprising to me that actually, to me is a totally Totally possible friendship. I didn't even question that. No, And and under the circumstances, it, it makes total sense. But the the friends, ugh, ugh, yeah, ugh, lose those friends, get rid of them. All right, so now Mr. Dunleavy is talking to the detective, <laughs> and he's like, "You owe us a letter exonerating our son." And the detective's like, "Um, no, no. Listen, bitch. No. He sounds like total Peterman in that scene. He does. He does." Okay, now the two detectives have decide that they have enough to make it stick. Oh my god. And they're gonna go arrest Aaron, <laughs> this is my favorite the, scene. The graffiti man. Now, I, I in my notes, I wrote, I don't even know what to say, because we often don't say you have to watch the movie, but you, you, have, you have to, to watch, watch this the scene from the movie. Because you've got these, it's like kids playing cops and robbers. <laughs> the police officer coming from behind the tree with this rifle, but doesn't even have like any kind of like they have face no headgear, protection, nothing. nothing. They have no, they're probably then, wearing vests. I don't think so. They don't look like that. Because you are. could see her boobs. So yeah, they're probably they're non- not wearing <laughs> vests because you can tell, and most vests like they wear over anyway. And I'm pretty sure, actually, I don't know if you noticed this, but I'm pretty sure they're all holding hunting rifles. Yeah, I, I think don't so. think they I actually have... have. No, I don't think they they they're holding the wrong. I don't kind know of, that you like, would have like a... deer hunting guns. Well, would you have a rifle or wouldn't you have your sidearm? I I mean I think. I don't know. Actually, that's a really good question. I okay. don't know. But this scene was not no. Because and how many how many better? cops do you think there are out there? Fifteen? Fifteen. Yeah. Okay. This is even better though. Okay. The, the, <laughs> the, the two sneak up with the battering ram. Tell, <laughs> Tell us. First about the of all, show. you have to it's, see this. First of all, it's comical. The house is so ramshackle. I swear they you don't could just, need they you could have puff on the door yeah. and it'll knock also, over. We we probably don't need to point this out, but it, it's clearly an abandoned house. So how do they even know his address? How did yeah get? It's... how did they get a search warrant for an arrest at this house that's clearly a ramshackle abandoned house? I, I they did not need the battering ram. No, they did not the guys, tell us about the battering ram for the guys crazy. holding the battering ram. <laughs> I mean, if there ever was a mutton, <laughs> Jeff, that was mutton. Oh my god. We have got like the one guy is twice as large as the other guy. And height and weight. Height and weight. I mean, and he's not fat. It's just that he's he's just big. Big. He's like and the other guy's little and they're both holding this battering ram. And then they just sort of like touch the door. And it just (laughs) but I'm pretty sure like I'm pretty sure that there must be like I mean, they're probably I don't know what the word is, but like if you're gonna have two people with a battering ram. If you have one person that has to like kind of move their arms up, you can't possibly get momentum. No, you have to be the same height. It would not work. You have to be the it same. height. It would not work. No, it, it was fucking hilarious. Not that, but it was fun to watch. And and it they like start battering before they even go up the stairs. I know. So they like they like make a running battering ram. You have to <laughs> see, see this scene. It's 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 so. <laughs> oh my god. It's just in every way that you would do a battering ram search warrant scene. This is wrong. Yeah. it's, It's delightful. It's delightful. So they arrest Aaron Clement, Who, by the way, is just standing inside the door. Is, is, and he's listening to rock music. You know that rock and roll. Ooh, it's interesting there's electricity again in yeah, this abandoned that's home. That's right. And he's actually done some kind of cool graffiti in there about Emily. Like, obviously, he's obsessed with the fact that Emily is missing. But if he's schizophrenic and or OCD, that, that aligns For sure. it with that. It all makes sense. Yeah. Or even just a little quirky. So, but he does have a long history of violent crime and has just been I guess released they did from a mental that, yeah. institution. So the detective um, tells Tina he's been crying out to be caught. And um, obviously, Aaron Clemens denies it. And I love everything that he says when he's arrested. It's hilarious. You have to see it. Says. Yeah, yeah, you have to see it. So um, <clears throat> Nicole's mom tells Ugh. her they've made an arrest. And it's, by the way, it's, it's not, not Greg Dunleavy. Yeah what a bitch she's like blaming nicole she's awful she's the worst so nicole goes to visit tina at work let me let me just interject though let's not forget that even if greg didn't kill her he knocked her up and was cheating Cheating on on her so her her mom mom should be pissed at greg yes not, not 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 pimping her daughter out to get money, and, and we're not even going down the path of how many STDs he could oh. give her. I mean, he could make Ugh. her infertile. Just think about Listen, all of the diseases STDs that are roaming are around no on, on that old yucky no joke. Ugh. Love shack There, On oh, that bed. Okay. On oh. that bed. So all right. Gotta shake that off. We have really been going down a lot of <laughs> twists and turns today. We just get really big. I have a lot of feelings. Can so we just this movie. stop the patriarchy? Stop the patriarchy. All right. So Nicole goes to visit Tina at work. They talk about the arrest. The mom feels convinced that um, Tina is convinced that it's Aaron Clements. And Tina apologizes for suspecting Greg, says she was irresponsible. And now Nicole leaves and she's upset. And uh, rightly so. So Nicole goes to this 4th of July party at the lake. Oh, my God. We are only at the 4th of July. (sighs) Sharon makes a rude comment. Nicole and Greg talk. There is a song playing called You Don't Know by Scarlet and Black. That's the only song that I could figure out. And it's from the 80s. And it sounds like it's from the 80s. It's kind of a cool song. It's pretty good background. So we got Nicole apologizing. And Greg tells her everyone Mm. was there for him but her. And she says she messed up and she loves him and asked for his forgiveness. Why? He still cheated and impregnated her. And and, Um, Emily actually did murder her. Yeah, did murder her. And. He knows that he's a jerk. Greg forgives her. Smooch. Ugh. Ugh. It's worse than that, though. He's like the, he takes her out in the rowboat, and Nicole doesn't really want to go because she said it feels like she's walking on a, a graveyard. And then when when they smooch, it's really kind of like he molests her. Like yeah, it was. She's very uncomfortable. The, the, it's super weird because was she's grabbing. Like, yeah, she's like no, no, and then it cuts. The scene ends. Yeah. It was so we don't even really. I mean, they're happy. The next scene, but it's a very strange. It's an unusual scene and it's very uncomfortable. So, um, they go to the warehouse. All right. right. So then we cut to the warehouse. Everybody's now. Everybody's from the 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 beach. Yeah. Let's go for a kegger at the warehouse. And now there's a kegger and neon lights and I mean the warehouse just keeps getting better. Yeah, because now we see that there's a TV with obviously with cable or some. Some kind of antenna somewhere that they're because this warehouse is fully closed, even the windows are shuttered. So I don't know how they're even getting TV signal, even if they had electricity. Because in the 90s you really could you would have had like you had to have rabbit ears. You would have you could still use rabbit ears, probably, but you'd have to have them. Yes. Because cable was pretty in direct TV and all that was pretty much like really the norm. Yeah. At that point, even then. So, all right. So now, Nicole and Sharon are suddenly best friends again, and Sharon is wearing. By the way, I didn't point this out to you before. A short sleeve sweater, which I never understand. I did notice that, but I thought it was just an ugly T-shirt. No, it's like chenille short sleeve. You're right. It was. It was chenille because you could see the lines. Yeah, sweater. it's, it's super awful. All right. So now, in addition to everything, maybe that's else, why she's such a bitch. Because her clothes are so awful. It could be. They're they're having this huge party and the TV is on and the news is on and they're watching the story. This is Casey's favorite scene. All right. I'm going to talk about this bulletin board. Talk about the bulletin board. All right. So there's whoever's on the news is using a pointer. And I mean, like the old fashioned classroom pointers that had a rubber tip and he's (laughs) pointing to single eight by ten pictures mounted on a cardboard. It's a bulletin board. Yeah. Oh, car- did I say cardboard? You did say cardboard. Bulletin board. And he's like, first we have. And it's a picture of Emily. Then he points to number two, a lake. Number three, a shirt. It looks like he's in court. Yeah. showing the evidence. It's so, it's so, it's, it's like it reminds me of like the old fashioned movies that we had to see in school about how to wash your hands. Step one. Get your hands wet. And he's kind of like, but he keeps pointing, pointing back with and a forth, pointer back, back and forth. And forth. <laughs> but, so the important thing, however, in this is that Nicole sees the shirt with the floral buttons. Uh, missing. And there's one missing. There's one missing. She realizes the buttons are the she same. Realizes as the she realizes Greg's a found. piece of shit, bigger piece of shit than she thought. Yep. And she says, I'm not feeling well, so I'm out of here. So she leaves. She leaves. And then she goes to the police station to talk to one of the detectives. She does. She says she may know something very important. He tells her to relax with the Nancy Drew routine. I love you, Sean Cassidy. <laughs> he played Joe Hardy. <laughs> it was a great show. Sean, the Hardy Boy Nancy Drew Mysteries was uh, three seasons from 1977 to 1979. Uh, if we do Patreon, we're going to do that show. Okay. I want to talk about it. I don't think I can make fun of him, though, because look how cute he is. I know. I know. Mm. (sighs) Anyway, then he leaves. He walks away, and she sees a manila folder on his desk (laughs) with Emily's name on it that says coroner's office and very important information do we need to talk- please leave on my desk yes do we need to talk about how bad stealing that evidence is i don't well, know Well, she does she just takes it she goes home and she takes out the picture of well i guess maybe it doesn't matter if the news stations have the pictures i guess it's not that big of a deal i don't but know but she takes out the picture which is in real size Yeah. So she takes the button out and puts it on where the Button was missing. Cinderella, it fits. And it fits. And she's like, oh, shit, my man is a murderer. Oh, yeah. Greg calls her and he's like, remember me? You didn't call me after you came. And then he says he's leaving it to go water skiing for the weekend after dinner. And they'll talk on Sunday. Nicole calls Tina, runs over to her house. She's very nervous. Greg follows her and for whatever reason, Nicole doesn't see him following. Um, Whatever. I I ours you know. is not to ask. I know that's the only time you said that this whole I know. episode. It's that's thank you. Right, right. I know I've been not questioning too much. No. Um. Nicole tells Tina about the warehouse and shows her the button. And um. Nicole tells her the detective won't listen to her and asked Tina to take it. And Tina says um. They already found the killer. They probably don't want contradictory evidence. She tells Nicole they need something else to go on. So Nicole says. Well, the door was broken. That's how she figured out, found the flower. And maybe there's something else at the warehouse. Nicole says she'll go by herself tonight. And Tina, t- Tina says, don't go by yourself. I'll go with you tomorrow. She Because she has to go into work to work the dinner shift. And then we see Greg looky looing through the window. Oh, boy. And Tina, Tina and Nicole hog. Nicole leaves. So Nicole kind of goes home. It's later in the evening that she's in this room with very, very dark green paint with the what do we call them? the puffy valances the balloon, balloon valances, valances. I, it's very 90s it's, it's delightful and she's obviously can't can't sit still so she actually leaves and goes to the warehouse by herself but she keeps looking back as if she's looking for somebody but it's at this warehouse where there's nobody there, there it, she would have heard if somebody was coming it's it's just kind of weird that she keeps looking back but we know Oh, we know. We know. We know. Yeah. So she goes in and she finds a lampshade that has blood on it. And cuz we see a couple of flashbacks too. We're seeing Greg is having flashbacks intermittently, but they're not really that long. So anyway, one of them shows blood. And then we also find out that he Emily broke a he she broke he broke I she broke a window when he was strangling her. Yes. So I I don't know how to say that. But anyway, the window broke. broke. The he put head. her head through a window when Basically, he was strangling her. To bingo. death. bingo. Because, you know, he's a good it's guy. It's surprising there's not more blood around. There must be. But anyway, she takes the lampshade that has the blood and she's leaving with it. And all of a sudden we see Greg and he's like, hello, Nicole. And he's standing there smoking. Ugh. He tells her he's done horrible things and that he wants to talk about it. He tells her he really loves her. He asks her if he trusts her and that they can get this, share the secret and get married. Um, Nicole tells him, you know, you can't send an innocent person to jail. She says he needs to turn himself in or she will. Now he's drinking. I thought it was whiskey, but it's clear. So it must be vodka from the bottle. Yeah. And let's listen to his response. Let's hear what he has to say. Cuckoo, Greg. He's cocoa for cocoa Puffs. Just send an innocent person to jail. You're going to have to tell the police. Or I will. There's no way out of this. You have to turn yourself in. Turn myself in? Turn myself in. I'll cover my tracks. All right. Now, Greg holds up the flower button. Oh, that's so scary. The one that she hid in Tina's house. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. We cut to Tina returning home and her back window is smashed and the button is gone. Yeah. It's funny because she walks in the house and goes right to the cookie jar where she put the button. Yep. Because she just knew she yep. had a an Um Also, I just want to say we've said this in the past, but turn captioning on. Oh, yeah. Because you get to see things like Thunder booming, yes, thunder booming. It makes me so happy to yes. read that. So yes. it's kind of like storming. Out. Yes, but it also, mm-hmm. you know, for us, it's it's very helpful, especially when we're taking notes and stuff to see. But yes, yes. it's great. Especially like my favorite was the cows mooing. Yes, in Midwest Obsession. True. Yes, but thunder booming is a is a close second. Tip your waitress, moving. not a cow. That's right. So uh, Nicole tries to leave, and she's locked in. And now there's almost another murder montage. Oh, murder montage! Because we have more music. Yep. We've got music playing. Nicole is pleading with Greg not to kill her. Um, The music starts and we see this flashback. Greg throwing Emily into his trunk and putting her in the lake. There's lots of uh, flashing back and forth and back and forth during this time. He's doing that weird walk again. Yep. The Michael Myers walk. Slowly toward Nicole and tells her he has to do what he has to do. Tina shows up at the warehouse with a crowbar. Greg chases Nicole around as she's pleading. He puts his hands to her throat, tell her he has to do this. Tina arrives as Greg starts crying and apologizes as he falls to his knees Uh, because he can't get himself to hurt Nicole. And what did I say? I said, that's got to be heartbreaking. Because Tina's across the room, and and he can't kill Nicole because he loves her. But he had no problem killing Emily. Yeah. That must have been so sad for her mom to see that. Yep. So, next scene, which I saw for the first time today. Yes. (laughs) Is in the courtroom. (laughs) We've got Greg pleading guilty. He's sentenced to life in prison. He stands up, says his story. He did a horrible thing by killing an innocent girl who didn't deserve to die. He said he had wanted to protect his family and his future. Mr. Dunleavy cries. I say, knock it off, Mr. Peterman. Fuck you, Mr. Peterman. It's all kind of your fault, kind Mr. Dunleavy, for being a dick. Yeah. Also, I did have a problem with this scene because I think it should have been victim impact statements, not Greg being a uh, a shallow piece of shit apologizing when he really didn't. He's really not sorry. He's, really not sorry. He's sorry he got He's caught. He's sorry he got caught. Yes. So he apologizes several times. All right. Court is over. We've got Tina and Nicole hugging outside the courtroom. Nicole introduces Tina to her mom. The three leave together and face a group of reporters. Yes. And that is the end scene of the movie. End of the movie. Now we're going to do our segment, The Real Murders of the Made for TV Movie Club. Last episode, I said this movie was not based on a true crime. I didn't realize till I started doing a little research that it actually was based on one for sure, possibly two. So we're going to talk about both of them. According to Wikipedia, all of our research for both mur- murders is in the show notes. There's really not a lot for this first murder and very, very little is what I found. Um... But we're going to talk about it. The first murder was of a Jane Doe who was found on February 25th, 1993, in Canyon Lake, Texas. She was pregnant. Approximately one year later, she was identified as Emily Jeanette Garcia from San Antonio, who had disappeared 13 days before she was found dead. Emily was on her way to a medical appointment for her pregnancy. The family says she was further along than what's been reported and that she was having a boy. She had already named Emilio. She was kidnapped and held for 12 days before she was strangled to death. Her killer is still unknown today. There is very little known about her case. And her family says there are many inconsistencies in what's been reported. This is what the Texas department of public safety says on their cold case investigation website, Emily Jeanette Garcia, 15 years of age, was a young female living away from her mother and sister in the northeastern part of San Antonio. Emily was last seen alive in San Antonio a few days prior to her death. On Thursday, February 25, 1993, her nude body was found near Cranes Mill Road in Coromel County. An An autopsy determined Emily died from asphyxia due to ligature strangulation. There was also evidence of sexual assault. <sighs> I know, so right. sad, so <clears throat> sad about that So sad Alright, Wikipedia says that the killing secret may also be based on the murder of Becky Stowe Becky was a 15-year-old from Niles, Michigan Becky was secretly dating a 16-year-old high school athlete named Robbie Lemons, Who was also dating a popular cheerleader named Angela Snyder A rumor began that Becky had become pregnant with Lehman's baby and he wanted her to have an abortion. Instead, she disappeared. After 18 months, Angela Snyder went to police and told them Lehman's confessed to her that he killed Becky shortly after she returned home from being away for the summer. He told Snyder the secret would make them closer. When Lehman's began to act strangely, Snyder went to the police and told them what she knew. Lehman's confessed but said it was an accident. He went to his uncle's farm and dug a grave near a pond and left the shovel there. He called her and invited her to a picnic by the pond to talk about their future together. While there, he put her in a chokehold, strangled her, and buried her in the grave he dug. When Becky was found, she was too decomposed for them to know if she was pregnant. So sad. She was in a sitting position, so it's also possible she was not dead when Lehman's buried that her. That just makes me... And in one of these um, links, there's a reporter who asked him, "Was she? are you sure she was dead when you buried her? And he says he isn't sure. Oh. He was convicted of premeditated first-degree murder and given life without parole. However... He appealed his sentence and argued that it was unconstitutional to sentence a minor to life without parole. He won and was re-sentenced in 2020. He was released in January of 2021 and is now free. It was reported he lives with his family in Michigan. Guess what, Casey? Oh, boy. For our next movie. Yay! Guess what we're doing? We're going to be reviewing A little movie called Once Upon a Texas Train. It aired on January 3, 1988. Right after an episode of Murder, She Wrote. It stars Sean Cassidy! I have not seen this movie, so I'm super excited. And for the listeners who may not know this, Sean Cassidy had an actually fairly short acting career. He did The Hardy Boys. I think that might have been his first... He, ha- he had done some movies and other things and TV shows, um, but he, he quit around 88 or 89, so maybe about a 10-year span. I guess that's not a short stint, but today he's a producer and a writer. If you know the TV show New Amsterdam, that's actually a show he produces. And so it's super exciting because he hasn't done a lot of TV movies. Mm-hmm. There's a very few of them. So, I was super excited to find this one and also that it's on Amazon Prime. Yep. So, if you have Amazon Prime, watch it. Haven't seen it, can't wait. Then, the following episode, we're going to be reviewing Mother May I Sleep with Danger, starring Tori Spelling. That movie was one that I. I, Shout out to Doug. Doug and my sister Jennifer. And yeah, so there's those are requests, but Doug, yes, we're going to do it for you, babe. Yep. And. It was actually the movie that I wanted to start our podcast with. But because um I like thought you might appreciate the music more with the <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Doherty singing. I yes. chose that one instead. And then we were going to do Mother May Sleep with Danger a little later because we've already done a Tory Spelling. But I'm I'm honestly going to say that I don't think there's there's enough Tory Spelling. Talked about, yeah. I don't think you can have enough Tory Spelling. But there's so and there's plenty we're out freaking there. Freaking doing it. So that's April, folks. Once upon a Once upon a Texas train with Sean Cassidy. I love you, Sean. And Mother May I Sleep with Danger, starring Tori Spelling. Thank you, people, and we cannot wait to do them. Do you have a favorite movie for made for TV movie you'd like us to review from the 70s, 80s, or 90s? Let us know. And Casey, tell our listeners. Where they can find us. All right. The Made for TV Movie Club is written and produced by Beth. Find us on Facebook at Made for TV Movie Club Podcast. We are on Instagram at Made underscore for underscore TV underscore movie underscore club. Listen to us on Anchor, Apple's Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, or Breaker. Break Feel breaker, free to give nine. us a five star review on Please. Apple Podcasts. It, it would help us promote so us. We would really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it would help us out a lot. Yeah. So until next time, bye. bye.